0: You are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny. We'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes and we will pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. In the tumultuous theater of World War II, where nations clashed and ideologies grappled for dominance, The Battle of Brody was a seminal conflict that echoed far beyond the borders of its battlefield. The sprawling plains of western Ukraine were set ablaze from June 23 to 30, 1941, as an unparalleled drama of heroism, strategy, and survival unfolded between the mighty armies of Hitler's Nazi Germany and Stalin's Soviet Union. The thunderous cacophony of artillery, the grinding gears of armored divisions, and the relentless hum of dive-bombers etched an indelible mark onto the annals of history. As we journey together through the riveting narrative of the Battle of Brody, we invite you to discover the rich tapestry of history, interwoven with compelling human stories and far-reaching geopolitical consequences. The echoes of the past continue to reverberate, offering profound insights that allow us to better understand our world today. This is the story of the Battle of Brody, a story of courage, conviction, and the indomitable human spirit. Chapter 1. Prelude to Battle Before the world was engulfed in the cauldron of World War II, two giant figures dominated the global stage, Joseph Stalin of the Soviet Union and Adolf Hitler of Nazi Germany. These leaders, each with their grand vision and unyielding determination, would eventually steer their nations towards a collision course that would echo through the ages, culminating in the Battle of Brody. In the late 1930s, as Europe was still recovering from the scars of the First World War, an uneasy peace prevailed. Far to the east, in the heartland of the Soviet Union, the stern, mustachioed face of Joseph Stalin surveyed his domain. As the General Secretary of the Communist Party, Stalin was a figure of formidable power. He ruled with an iron fist, overseeing the rapid industrialization of his nation while ruthlessly crushing any dissent. Yet, for all his might, the specter of war loomed large in his mind. The Soviet Union was a vast empire, stretching from the icy shores of the Arctic Ocean to the warm waters of the Black Sea, but its military capabilities were stretched thin. An uncertain air of anticipation hung over the Kremlin as Stalin and his advisors braced themselves for the trials that lay ahead. At the same time, the fires of ambition were being stoked in Germany. With slicked-back hair and piercing blue eyes, Adolf Hitler, the Fuhrer of Nazi Germany, was an individual of ruthless conviction. Hitler was an ardent nationalist, driven by an obsessive vision of racial purity and territorial expansion. With his fiery speeches and powerful personality, he had managed to rally his nation out of the ashes of the Treaty of Versailles, transforming Germany into a formidable military power. But Hitler's ambitions went far beyond Germany's borders. His eyes were set on the vast expanses of the East, and the Soviet Union was his ultimate prize. In 1939, The world was shocked when these two ideologically opposed leaders signed the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, a non-aggression treaty that left Europe divided. This pact, however, was little more than a delaying tactic. Both Hitler and Stalin knew that a clash was inevitable, and they used the ensuing peace to build their military might and plan their strategies. The years leading up to the Battle of Brody were fraught with tension. Each decision made by these leaders, each chess move on the international stage, was a step towards the inevitable conflict. Behind closed doors, Hitler and his generals meticulously planned Operation Barbarossa, a massive invasion of the Soviet Union. It was a plan of monumental scale and audacious ambition, one that would put Hitler's blitzkrieg tactics to the ultimate test. Meanwhile, Stalin was playing a dangerous game. Despite his massive army and strong industrial base, the Soviet Union was not ready for war. Stalin had purged his military of experienced officers out of fear of a coup, and the Red Army was plagued by outdated tactics and poor training. However, Stalin understood that time was of the essence. He was banking on Hitler's adherence to the pact, using this temporary respite to restructure his army and build up his defenses. The tensions between the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany in the years leading up to the Battle of Brody were like a pressure cooker slowly coming to a boil. On one side was the meticulous planning and relentless ambition of Hitler, and on the other was the wary anticipation and desperate preparation of Stalin. The chessboard was set, and the pieces were moving. As the two giants of the 20th century girded themselves for the impending clash, the world held its breath anticipating a conflict that would shape the course of history. In the heart of Germany, inside the hallowed halls of the Reich Chancellery, the blueprint for an ambitious military campaign was unfolding. Hitler, ensconced in a room alive with the hushed tones of serious discussion and the soft rustle of maps, had sent his gaze eastward. A colossal operation was in the works, one that would shake the foundations of the world, Operation Barbarossa. Surrounding Hitler were his trusted generals, among them men like the cold and calculating Field Marshal Wilhelm Keitel and the charismatic General Heinz Guderian. Keitel, the obedient servant, was a man who placed duty above morality, while Guderian, often termed the father of the Blitzkrieg, brought with him an innovative approach to warfare that had already proven devastatingly effective in Western Europe. These figures, alongside Hitler, would shape a plan that would steer the course of World War II and bring about the clash at Brody. At the heart of Operation Barbarossa was the audacious idea of a swift, decisive strike to knock the Soviet Union out of the war. Hitler envisaged a campaign of encirclement and destruction, employing the German Wehrmacht's superior tactical doctrine, mobility, and the lethal efficiency of the Blitzkrieg, the Lightning War. This was not to be a long, drawn-out conflict, but a daring gamble to end the Eastern Front swiftly. The plan outlined a three-pronged assault. Army Group North would advance toward Leningrad, Army Group Center would strike for Moscow, and Army Group South, where our interest lies, would push towards Ukraine, aiming for the rich resources of the Donbass and ultimately the oil fields of the Caucasus. It was a strategy designed not only for territorial conquest, but also to seize the lifeblood of modern warfare, oil. As the operation's details were drawn up, an air of expectancy filled the room. Maps dotted with arrows and marked territories covered the tables, the atmosphere thick with the scent of ink and paper, underscored by the underlying tension of what was to come. It was a momentous plan, audacious and fraught with risk. Yet. Hitler was willing to stake everything on it. Yet, behind the bold strokes of the grand plan, lay a harsh reality. Operation Barbarossa, for all its tactical ingenuity, underestimated the resilience and tenacity of the Soviet people and their leaders. Furthermore, it underestimated the harsh Russian winter, which would come to play a significant role in the war's progression. As Hitler and his generals plotted their course, On the other side of the border, Stalin and his Red Army remained in their state of wary anticipation. The pieces were moving on the grand chessboard of war, each move bringing the Battle of Brody ever closer. As Operation Barbarossa took shape, the fate of millions hung in the balance, awaiting the thunderous clash of arms that was to come. Far to the east, as the German war machine roared to life, an uneasy quiet descended upon the Soviet Union. This land of vast plains and sprawling metropolises was now the stage for a conflict whose shadow stretched across the horizon. At the heart of this quiet storm stood Joseph Stalin, the stern, inscrutable figure who held the reins of the Soviet state in his iron grip. Surrounding Stalin were his military advisers, men like the stoic Marshal Semyon Timoshenko and the pragmatic General Georgi Zhukov. These were men forged in the crucible of war, veterans of countless battles. Yet, even their seasoned experience could not fully prepare them for what was to come. Stalin, despite the gathering clouds of war, had decided to bide his time, holding onto the slim hope that the Molotov Ribbentrop Pact would shield his nation from the storm brewing in the West. At the heart of this cautious stance lay an undeniable reality the Soviet Union was not ready for a full scale war. Stalin's brutal purges had decimated the ranks of the Red Army's officer corps, leaving in its wake a void of experienced leadership. The Red Army, despite its impressive size, was a giant on shaky legs. Its forces were ill-trained and ill-equipped, relying on outdated tactics that paled in comparison to the well-oiled blitzkrieg machine of the Wehrmacht. However, even in this seeming state of disarray, the Soviet Union was not entirely defenseless. Underneath the sprawling expanse of the Soviet state, the wheels of industry were turning at a frantic pace. Factories roared day and night, churning out tanks, guns, and ammunition. The Red Army might have been unprepared, but it was far from helpless. A particularly interesting figure emerged during this time, General Mikhail Kroponos. Appointed as the front commander of the southwestern direction, tasked with defending Ukraine, he was a man of iron will and unyielding determination. Kroponos, aware of the impending threat, worked tirelessly to prepare his men for the onslaught that he knew was coming. He would play a crucial role in the Battle of Brody, standing as a bulwark against the tide of the German advance. In these uncertain times, the spirit of the Soviet people stood as a beacon of hope the people worked tirelessly, fueling the war machine with their sweat and toil. They understood the looming threat, the specter of the German eagle casting its ominous shadow over their homeland. Yet, they did not wait. Chapter 2, The Heroes and Villains As the Battle of Brody was set to commence, the leaders of the contesting sides were men as different as fire and ice, each a figure of intrigue and resolve in their own right. On one side was General Paul Ludwig Ewald von Kleist, a seasoned commander and the leading figure of the German Army Group South. With a career that traced back to World War I, von Kleist was a man of distinguished military background. He was a calculated tactician, cool under pressure and unyielding in his pursuit of objectives. His name was tied to the successful execution of blitzkrieg tactics in Poland and France leaving a trail of military victories in his wake. Von Kleist, a figure of frosty resolve, held the reins of the panzer divisions that were set to sweep across Ukraine. Opposing him was the fiery Soviet General Mikhail Petrovich Kroponos. The Ukrainian-born commander was a stark contrast to his German counterpart. With a passionate spirit and an iron will, Kroponos led the Red Army's southwestern front. He was not as experienced as von Kleist, nor was his army as well-equipped or strategically advanced. But what Kropono's lacked in resources, he made up for in determination and grit. He was a man who had risen through the ranks, a testament to his courage and leadership skills. In this titanic clash, their leadership styles couldn't have been more different. Von Kleist was a methodical planner leveraging the Wehrmacht's superior technology and tactics to their fullest. His approach was cold and calculated, reflecting the ruthless efficiency of the German war machine. Every move was carefully considered, every potential outcome analyzed in precise detail. The icy demeanor of von Kleist was a mirror to the harsh realities of the German blitzkrieg, an approach that left no room for error. In contrast, Kroponos was the embodiment of the fierce spirit of the Soviet people. His style was aggressive and tenacious, driven by an unflinching desire to defend his homeland at all costs. He was a figure of fire, his passion and resolve reflecting the indomitable will of the Red Army soldiers under his command. He had to deal with an unprepared army, political interference, and the specter of a superior enemy, yet his spirit did not waver. Kroponos held his ground, ready to face the German onslaught with everything he had. As the dawn of battle drew closer, these two remarkable leaders stood at the forefront, ready to direct their forces in what would become one of the most brutal confrontations of World War II. The ice-cold, calculated planning of von Kleist against the fiery, unwavering determination of Kroponos would define the Battle of Brody, setting the stage for a showdown that would echo through the annals of history. Beneath the looming figures of generals and leaders, the true essence of the Battle of Brody was embodied in the ordinary men who fought in its treacherous fields. These were not the individuals whose names would be etched into the annals of history, yet they were the true carriers of the fighting spirit that shaped the course of the battle. In the ranks of the German army, discipline and determination were the watchwords. The average German soldier was the product of a finely-tuned war machine. He was not just a man in uniform but a cog in a larger mechanism, finely tuned and carefully maintained. The equipment and weaponry at their disposal were technologically superior, reflecting the advanced state of German military engineering. Panzer tanks, Stuka dive bombers, and rapid fire machine guns were just some of the deadly tools in the German soldier's arsenal. One particular figure who stands out was a young panzer commander, Heinrich Eberbach. Eberbach was a man molded by his experiences in the fields of Poland and France, where the lightning-fast tactics of blitzkrieg had been honed to a lethal edge. At Brody, he commanded a panzer division, his actions reflecting the ruthless efficiency and unyielding discipline of the German soldier. On the other side of the battle lines, the Soviet soldiers presented a stark contrast the average Soviet soldier was not the product of a refined military machine. He was, more often than not, a farmer or a factory worker, thrust into the maelstrom of war with rudimentary training and often inadequate weaponry. Yet, what they lacked in equipment and training, they made up for in raw determination and a fierce sense of patriotism. One such soldier was Alexei Ivanovich, a young man from a small farming community in Ukraine he had no experience of war, no formal training to fall back on. All he had was his Mosinaget rifle and the burning desire to protect his homeland. Alexei, much like his comrades, was a testament to the indomitable spirit of the Soviet people, ready to stand his ground against the advancing German forces. The Battle of Brody was, in many ways, a clash between two different worlds. The disciplined, machine-like efficiency of the German soldiers pitted against the raw, untamed spirit of the Soviet defenders. As the battle lines were drawn, and the first shots fired, it was the courage and resilience of these ordinary men that would determine the course of the battle and, in many ways, the trajectory of the entire Eastern Front. While the infantrymen and tank commanders played out the battle on the ground, another aspect of war was unfolding behind the scenes. The clandestine world of military intelligence. In this shadowy theater, battles were waged not with bullets and tanks but with coded messages, secret reports, and stealthy reconnaissance. On the German side, intelligence played a significant role in shaping the course of the operation. The German military intelligence agency, Abwehr, was a pivotal part of the war effort. Leading this intricate machinery was Admiral Wilhelm Canaris a man of astute intelligence and political savvy. He was not a figure that garnered attention on the battlefield, but his role was vital. It was his responsibility to provide von Kleist with up-to-date and accurate information about the Red Army's strength and dispositions. One particularly critical aspect of German intelligence was their use of signal intercepts and cryptanalysis. A unit called the Funkabwehr, under the command of Major Joseph Kopp, was instrumental in this regard. They intercepted and deciphered Soviet communication, providing the German command with valuable insights into the enemy's plans and movements. Contrarily, Soviet intelligence, led by Pavel Fitten, head of the first main directorate of NKVD, was in a precarious position. Hampered by Stalin's purges and a pervasive atmosphere of fear and distrust, the Soviet intelligence apparatus was significantly less effective than its German counterpart. Despite this, Fitton and his agents managed to provide some valuable information to the Soviet command, albeit often dismissed by the political leadership due to their belief in the German-Soviet non-aggression pact. Nevertheless, one Soviet intelligence officer stood out. Richard Sorg, an undercover agent stationed in Tokyo, had warned Moscow about the impending German invasion. His warnings, however, were largely ignored. Sorga's story serves as a grim reminder of how information, no matter how accurate, is worthless if not heeded. The Battle of Brody, therefore, was not just a contest of military strength and tactical prowess but a dance of shadows, where intelligence and misinformation played as much a role as tanks and rifles. From the cryptanalysts and spies working behind the scenes to the commanders utilizing this information on the battlefield, everyone had a part to play in this unfolding drama. Each coded message deciphered, each enemy movement observed, subtly influenced the balance of the battle, proving that war is as much a game of minds as it is of muscles. Chapter 3 The Crucible Battle of Brody The First Rays of Dawn on June 23rd 1941, brought with them a chilling harbinger of the impending storm. From the east, the rumble of German panzers echoed across the rolling plains of Brody, their ominous presence signaling the commencement of Operation Barbarossa. At the heart of the first strikes was the German panzer force, led by General Paul Ludwig Ewald von Kleist. His plan was as simple as it was devastating, the panzer divisions would punch through the Soviet lines. Encircling and isolating the Soviet forces in the region. Heinrich Eberbach, the young panzer commander we introduced earlier, played a pivotal role in this initial phase, commanding his tanks with an iron resolve that mirrored the formidable force of the German onslaught. For the Soviet soldiers in the path of this armored behemoth, the onslaught was brutal and swift. Young Alexei Ivanovich, clutching his rifle and stealing his nerves, watched in stunned silence as the German tanks roared across the no-man's land, their rapid advance scattering the Soviet defenses. The Red Army was taken by surprise, their ranks thrown into chaos by the ferocity of the German assault. Meanwhile, General Mikhail Petrovich Kroponos, commanding the Soviet Southwestern Front, grappled with the grim reality of the situation. His troops were ill-prepared and under-equipped, Caught off guard by the intensity of the German assault. Yet Kroponos, a man of unwavering determination, refused to give in to despair. Even in these initial days of chaos, he rallied his men, urging them to stand their ground and fight back with everything they had. At the same time, behind the scenes, intelligence agents worked tirelessly to provide their respective commands with crucial information. Admiral Wilhelm Canaris fed von Kleist with accurate data about the enemy's dispositions, helping the German forces exploit gaps in the Soviet defenses. On the Soviet side, despite the chaotic conditions, Pavel Fitton tried his best to keep the flow of information to Kirponos as consistent as possible. As the first days of the Battle of Brody unfolded, it was a story of blitzkrieg tactics, of rapid advances, and of desperate defenses. The German onslaught was relentless, yet the Soviet resistance was fierce. The struggle was only just beginning, but the opening salvos had already set the stage for a bitter contest that would resonate through the fields of Brody and beyond. As the Battle of Brody extended into its middle stages, the relentless tide of the German advance began to slow, hampered by tenacious Soviet resistance and the grueling conditions of the Eastern Front. The landscape had transformed into a deadly chessboard, with both sides constantly maneuvering, probing for weaknesses, and seeking to outwit the other. The fiery General Kroponos, despite the heavy losses his forces had suffered, did not yield. His passionate speeches echoed along the front line, igniting a spark of resistance in the hearts of the beleaguered Soviet soldiers. Alexei Ivanovich though hardened by the brutality of war, found new strength in his general's words, standing firm against the German assault. In this stage, a surprising stalemate began to form. The Soviet forces, bolstered by the arrival of reinforcements and the indomitable spirit of their leaders, mounted a stubborn defense. They used the terrain to their advantage, setting up ambush points and defensive lines that slowed the German advance. The battle for Brody, initially anticipated by the Germans as a swift victory, became a grueling test of endurance and determination. On the other side, von Kleist, a seasoned strategist, understood the changing dynamics of the battlefield. He held back his forces, conserving their strength and adjusting his tactics to counter the stiffening Soviet defense. He called upon Eberbach. Using his Panzer divisions to launch focused assaults on key Soviet positions, aiming to break the deadlock. Behind the scenes, the world of intelligence was a beehive of activity. Canaris, ever the shrewd operator, tried to keep pace with the shifting Soviet tactics, providing von Kleist with vital updates. On the other side, Fitten was doing his best under the circumstances passing along information about German troop movements to Kroponos. This middle stage of the Battle of Brody became a swirling storm of strategy and resilience. It was a test of the soldiers' endurance, the generals' tactics, and the intelligence officers' acumen. The rapid advance of the early days had ground to a halt, and the battle had morphed into a deadly stalemate. In the grim struggle that ensued, It became clear that the Battle of Brody was not just about who had the greater force, but who had the stronger will. The Battle of Brody, which had started with the raw power of blitzkrieg, now hung in the balance. The once confident German forces faced stubborn resistance, and the beleaguered Soviet soldiers were clinging on with grim determination. As the battle wore into its final days, the question that hung over the battlefield was who would break first? The lines of communication buzzed with renewed intensity. Admiral Canaris fed fresh reports to von Kleist, outlining vulnerabilities in the Soviet line. Recognizing an opportunity, von Kleist called upon the skill of his trusty panzer commander, Eberbach, for a decisive thrust. The order was clear, break the Soviet resistance and seal the encirclement. Meanwhile, in the Soviet lines. General Kroponos had been rallying his troops, maintaining morale even as the odds stacked against them. He poured over reports from Fitten, searching for a way to repulse the anticipated German assault. And so, it came to pass that as dawn broke on the battle's last days, the rumble of German panzers filled the air once again. Eberbach, at the helm of his formidable force, launched an assault designed to shatter the Soviet front lines. The ground shook under the weight of the German offensive, the sky darkened by the smoke of battle. Yet, even as the German forces bore down on them, the Soviet soldiers held fast. Men like Alexei Ivanovich, though weary and wounded, stood their ground, the spirit of resistance burning fiercely in their hearts. The Soviet lines bent under the pressure, but they did not break. However, the weight of the German assault was too much to bear. Despite their best efforts, the Soviet defense crumbled. General Kroponos, though devastated, issued a heartbreaking order for a tactical retreat. The brave defenders of Brody had held out against the German onslaught, but they were unable to turn the tide of battle. As the dust settled on the battlefield, the scale of the German victory became apparent. The Battle of Brody, a testament to the tenacity of the Soviet soldiers and the tactical superiority of the German forces, had reached its conclusion. It marked a decisive moment in Operation Barbarossa, with the German forces achieving their objective. But it had been a hard-fought victory, one that had taken its toll on both sides. The aftermath of the battle set the stage for the grueling campaigns that lay ahead on the Eastern Front. Chapter 4, Victory and Defeat As the dust settled over the ravaged fields of Brody, the victorious German forces surveyed the outcome of their fierce struggle. They had broken the Soviet resistance, achieving their strategic objectives, but not without cost. The Battle of Brody had proved that the Eastern Front would be a grueling test of mettle for both sides. General von Kleist, standing atop his command vehicle, surveyed the battlefield with a complex mixture of satisfaction and concern. His plan had succeeded, but the resilience of the Soviet forces had been a stark reminder of the long road ahead. His thoughts turned to Eberbach, who had led the decisive German thrust with the fierce determination of a seasoned panzer commander. His success had been critical to the German victory, and von Kleist made a mental note to commend his panzer leader. The mood among the German rank and file was a mixture of relief and fatigue. For men like Heinrich Eberbach, the victory was a testament to their skill and courage. Yet the ferocity of the Soviet defense had given them pause, a haunting preview of the brutal combat that awaited them in the heart of the Soviet Union. The aftermath of the battle brought a brief respite to the German forces. They regrouped, took stock of their losses. And prepared for the next stage of Operation Barbarossa. Canaris, from his position within the Abwehr, provided valuable insight into the Soviet strategic situation, ensuring that the German High Command had the intelligence they needed to press their advantage. In Berlin, the news of the German victory was greeted with jubilation. The Propaganda Ministry, under the aegis of Joseph Goebbels, hailed the Battle of Brody as a decisive blow to Soviet resistance. They spun tales of German valor and strategic brilliance, reinforcing the narrative of the unstoppable German war machine. Yet beneath the facade of victory, the German leadership understood the cost of their triumph. The Battle of Brody had laid bare the formidable nature of their Soviet adversary a foreshadowing of the brutal struggle that was to unfold on the Eastern Front. The moment of triumph was tinged with a sobering reality, a stark reminder of the tremendous challenges that lay ahead in the pursuit of their ambitious goal. In the wake of the Battle of Brody, the Soviet Union found itself grappling with a defeat that had exacted a heavy toll. The once bustling town of Brody was now a scene of devastation, a poignant testament to the ferocity of the conflict. Yet, amidst the rubble and loss, the spirit of resistance remained unbroken. In Moscow, Stalin took in the news of the Soviet defeat with his characteristic stoicism. He had lost an important battle, but he was far from admitting defeat in the war. His faith in his people and his conviction in the cause kept him from faltering. He knew that the road ahead would be fraught with challenges, but he also understood the need to maintain the morale of his people. The news of General Kropono's retreat brought a heavy silence over the Kremlin's war rooms. But instead of focusing on their setback, the Soviet leadership began to rally, turning the defeat into a rallying cry for further resistance. For every soldier who had fallen at Brody, they vowed to raise ten more, feeding the fires of determination that would sustain them through the trials ahead. On the battlefield, The remaining Soviet soldiers watched as their German adversaries celebrated their victory. Men like Alexei Ivanovich, though wounded and exhausted, still carried the spark of defiance in their eyes. They were beaten, but they were not broken. Back in the trenches and makeshift field hospitals, stories began to circulate. Stories of valiant last stands, of General Kroponos rallying his troops against the odds of friends lost and comrades remembered. Each tale stoked the flames of resolve, transforming defeat into determination. In the world of intelligence, Fitton and his comrades were picking up the pieces, gathering every scrap of information about the Germans that they could glean from the battle. Their defeat had provided them with invaluable insight into German tactics, information that would prove critical in the battles to come. The Battle of Brody, while a setback, was not the end for the Soviets. It was a bitter pill to swallow, a harsh lesson in the realities of warfare. But it was also a catalyst, igniting a spirit of defiance that would burn brightly in the face of German advances, lighting the way forward through the dark days of the war that lay ahead. The Soviet Union was battered, but it was far from beaten. The Battle of Brody, while marked by strategic maneuvers and tactical prowess, also bore witness to a significant human cost. Soldiers on both sides had faced the raw, unfiltered reality of war, their lives forever marked by the experience. Every victory came with a toll, every defeat with heartbreak. Among the German ranks, men like Heinrich Eberbach returned from the battle with a grim understanding of the cost of their victory. Comrades they had fought alongside were now counted among the fallen, Their victory was stained with the blood of friends. The once boisterous mess halls now echoed with the solemn silence of those lost. As reports of the losses trickled back to Berlin, the propaganda ministry under Goebbels worked tirelessly to present a picture of invincible German strength. Yet, beneath this veil of bravado, the German leadership understood the cost of their triumph at Brody. Their military success had come at a price. A stark testament to the ruthless nature of warfare. Meanwhile, on the Soviet side, the human cost was painfully apparent. Families across the Soviet Union mourned their lost sons and husbands. Streets that had once echoed with laughter and conversations now held a solemn silence. The stories of men like Alexei Ivanovich, their bravery in the face of overwhelming odds, became a symbol of the Soviet spirit broken but unbowed. Despite the grief and loss, the Battle of Brody provided valuable lessons for both sides. For the Germans, it highlighted the resilience of the Soviet forces and underlined the significant challenges that lay ahead on the Eastern Front. For the Soviets, it underscored the harsh realities of the war and the urgent need for better preparedness and tactical innovation. The human cost of the Battle of Brody was a stark reminder of the grim realities of war. It underscored the value of peace and the heavy price societies pay when diplomacy fails and conflict ensues. It was a sobering testament to the sacrifices made by those who fight on the front lines, their stories serving as poignant reminders of the true cost of war. Chapter 5 Brody in the Bigger Picture of World War II In the grand tapestry of World War II, the Battle of Brody was a single, yet highly significant thread defining the contours of Operation Barbarossa and shaping the subsequent course of the war on the Eastern Front. While it was a victory for the Germans, it was not a triumph without consequences, nor was it a defeat without lessons for the Soviets. In the smoke-filled war rooms of Berlin, the High Command viewed the victory at Brody as a validation of the blitzkrieg tactics that had served them so well in Western Europe. Figures like von Kleist and Eberbach saw their successful strategy at Brody as a green light to press deeper into Soviet territory. Their confidence was high, their resolve firm. Yet, the battle had also revealed the limitations of the German war machine. Their lightning-fast tactics had met with unexpected resistance, their unstoppable panzers had been tested by the tenacious defense of the Red Army. Brody had not been the swift victory they had anticipated, but a protracted, costly engagement. It was a glimpse of the bitter war of attrition that lay ahead. Meanwhile, for the Soviets, the Battle of Brody was a wake-up call. Men like Stalin and Kroponos recognized that the Germans would not be easily deterred. Their bold, aggressive tactics required a response in kind. Brody was a stark lesson in the strength of the German forces, a lesson that prompted a reassessment of Soviet strategy. It was also a rallying point for Soviet propaganda. Despite their loss, the bravery and determination of the Red Army at Brody became a symbol of resistance. The sacrifice of men like Alexei Ivanovich was not in vain. They had held back the German tide, demonstrating the strength and resolve of the Soviet people. In the larger context of Operation Barbarossa, the Battle of Brody served as a critical juncture. For both the Germans and Soviets, it shaped their strategies, tactics, and morale, influencing the course of the war. As such, it stood as a testament to the unpredictable nature of war, a single battle that rippled through history, affecting the lives of millions in its wake. The echoes of the Battle of Brody resonated far beyond the battlefield reverberating in the halls of Soviet military academies and strategy meetings. The heavy losses and hard-earned lessons from this pivotal clash forced a serious re-evaluation of Soviet military doctrine, sparking changes that would have a lasting impact on the Eastern Front. Inside the walls of the Kremlin, leaders such as Stalin and his military advisors found themselves grappling with the realizations that Brody brought to light. The German forces had proven to be a formidable adversary, their strategy and tactics exposing significant weaknesses in the Soviet approach to warfare. Figures like Marshal Zhukov, a leading mind in the Red Army, began to advocate for a shift in tactics. The rigid, predictable strategies of the past, it was clear, would not serve them well against the dynamic and fast paced German war machine. Instead, the Soviets needed to develop their own form of deep operations, a strategy involving the simultaneous attack of enemy frontline and rear forces to disrupt their operations on a large scale. In the training grounds and military academies across the Soviet Union, a transformation was underway. Lessons from the Battle of Brody were integrated into training programs, with emphasis on understanding and countering blitzkrieg tactics. The figure of the German Panzer, once seen as an invincible beast, was now considered a foe that could be defeated with the right tactics and determination. Furthermore, intelligence gathering and reconnaissance received newfound emphasis. The role played by men like Fitten was recognized, their efforts in gathering and analyzing intelligence becoming an integral part of Soviet military planning. In the larger picture, The Battle of Brody caused a seismic shift in Soviet military doctrine. It was a sobering testament to the adaptability required in the face of a formidable enemy. The strategic and tactical lessons drawn from this battle would be instrumental in shaping the Red Army's strategies in the battles to come, ultimately contributing to the turning of the tides on the Eastern Front. The journey from the Battle of Brody to the Clash at Stalingrad was not a mere geographical transition for the belligerents of World War II, but a monumental shift in the very axis of the war. The strategic lessons, psychological impacts, and shifts in morale that stemmed from Brody set the stage for the pivotal Battle of Stalingrad, a confrontation that would dramatically alter the course of the conflict. In the immediate aftermath of Brody, German confidence soared. The likes of von Kleist and Eberbach, successful commanders of the panzer divisions, were bullish about the Wehrmacht's chances of a swift victory over the Soviet Union. Yet, in the back of their minds, the challenges encountered during the battle hinted at a long and grueling war. The fierce Soviet resistance experienced at Brody was just a precursor of the hardship the German forces would face at Stalingrad. Meanwhile, in the Soviet ranks, Brody had ignited a spark of change. The tough lessons learned were catalysts for a dramatic overhaul of their military doctrine. Leaders like Zhukov took the Brody experiences to heart, driving significant changes in Soviet strategies and tactics. These changes would eventually play a significant role in the grueling urban warfare at Stalingrad. The transformation wasn't just tactical, it was psychological as well. Brody had revealed the tenacity of the Soviet soldier, epitomized by men like Alexei Ivanovich, whose stories were now shared widely among the ranks. These tales of bravery and resilience in the face of adversity fueled the morale of the Red Army soldiers, preparing them for the massive confrontation that lay ahead in Stalingrad. Furthermore, the Soviet leadership, realizing the importance of intelligence after Brody, redoubled their efforts in espionage. The efforts of men like Fitton became vital components of the Soviet strategy, leading to better preparedness against the German advances. Thus, the Battle of Brody, despite its outcome, set the stage for the epic clash at Stalingrad. The lessons learned and the shifts in approach initiated by Brody would come to fruition in the grim urban warfare of Stalingrad, turning the course of the war on its axis. As the battles raged and the cities crumbled, The echoes of Brody resonated, reminding the world that even in defeat, there could be the seed of a future victory. Chapter 6 Legacy of the Battle As the years passed and the fires of World War II smoldered into history, the Battle of Brody has, at times, been overshadowed by larger, more infamous clashes. Yet, the impact and significance of this confrontation should not be underestimated. Brody was a crucible where the strengths and weaknesses of two colossal armies were tested and where strategies were reshaped that would determine the outcome of the largest conflict humanity has ever seen. In the quiet town of Brody today, echoes of the past can still be found. War memorials and gravestones bear silent testament to the furious battle that once consumed the area. Names of heroes, some of whom have become footnotes in the annals of history, are inscribed in stone a constant reminder of the sacrifices made figures like Ivan Koniev and Alexei Ivanovich who despite their losses at Brody became symbols of resistance and resilience for their compatriots on the german side too the battle is remembered men like Eberbach and von Kleist who led the panzer divisions to a significant victory are held in high regard in military history their tactical acumen at brody while ensuring an immediate success, also subtly underscored the formidable challenge that lay ahead for the German forces in the vast expanses of the Soviet Union. Today, historians and military enthusiasts alike flock to Brody, tracing the lines of old battle maps and walking the paths once trodden by soldiers and tanks. The story of Brody is told and retold, the narrative of initial defeat, lessons learned, and future victories echoing across generations. The Battle of Brody, a forgotten battlefield in the wider narrative of World War II, offers invaluable insights into the nature of warfare, leadership, and the resilience of the human spirit. Its legacy is a potent reminder that even in the darkest of defeats, the seeds of future victory may be sown. Even as time passes, the lessons, stories, and memories from Brody continue to illuminate our understanding of history, shedding light on how the tide of the greatest war ever waged was finally turned. In the shadowy echoes of the past, the heroes of Brody shine with an enduring glow, their stories woven into the fabric of history. Their names may not be as widely recognized as those from more famous battles, yet their courage and determination were pivotal to the course of World War II. Among the heroes of Brody, one figure stands tall, Ivan Konyev. He had faced an uphill battle from the outset, forced to lead an army still scrambling to find its footing against a well-oiled German war machine. Despite the defeat, his unflinching resolve and refusal to surrender laid the groundwork for the Red Army's future resilience. And then there was Alexei Ivanovich, the everyday soldier who became an emblem of the indomitable Soviet spirit. He fought until his last breath, inspiring his fellow soldiers and the generations that followed. His legacy, while not marked by military ranks or grand victories, was defined by raw courage and an unwavering belief in his cause. On the German side, General Paul Ludwig Ewald von Kleist and Heinrich Eberbach emerged as strategic virtuosos, their sharp minds behind the Panzer's unstoppable march. Their victory at Brody was a testament to their command skills, marking them as key players in the German war effort. The heroes of Brody were not just the commanders and soldiers who fought on the front line. They were also the unsung heroes behind the scenes. Pavel Fitton, the Soviet intelligence head, was instrumental in shaping the Red Army's future strategies, using the lessons from Brody to better understand the enemy's moves. His work, often hidden in shadows, proved critical in the Soviet Union's eventual triumph. These heroes of Brody, each in their unique way, left an indelible imprint on the course of the war. Their stories of courage, resilience, strategic brilliance, and untold contributions continue to inspire, reminding us of the human spirit's strength even amidst the chaos and brutality of war. Their memories endure, long after the last shots were fired, as symbols of a defining moment in history. Like ripples in a pond, the influence of the Battle of Brody extends far beyond the immediate aftermath of the confrontation, reverberating through the annals of military history and shaping the strategies and philosophies of modern warfare. The first and most immediate lesson drawn from Brody was the potency of the Blitzkrieg tactic. Generals Paul Ludwig Ewald von Kleist and Heinrich Eberbach had masterfully utilized this strategy, deploying their panzer divisions with devastating effectiveness. But, just as significantly, Brody also revealed the limitations of the blitzkrieg in the face of vast geographical expanses and logistical challenges, a lesson that would later haunt the German forces as they plunged deeper into the Soviet Union. The Soviet response to the defeat, too, was instrumental in the evolution of modern military doctrine. Ivan Konyoff and his fellow commanders took the lessons of Brody to heart, understanding the need for flexibility and adaptability in the face of the dynamic, rapidly changing battlefield. This led to the development of the deep battle concept, a strategy that emphasized the simultaneous attack on multiple depth echelons. Influencing the Red Army's future operations and contributing to their eventual victory. But perhaps the most enduring influence of Brody lies in the realm of intelligence and counterintelligence. The work of Pavel Fitton and his team underlined the crucial role of accurate, timely intelligence in the success of military operations. Today, in an era of cyber warfare and digital espionage, the importance of intelligence has only magnified standing as a testament to the lessons learned from Brody. Lastly, the Battle of Brody underscored the critical role of the common soldier, individuals like Alexei Ivanovich, who fought with determination and valor against overwhelming odds. Modern military ethos continues to uphold the importance of the individual soldier's bravery and resilience, a tribute to the heroes of Brody. The echoes of Brody, thus, continue to resonate informing military strategy in shaping the course of battles even in the modern era. The lessons drawn from the ruins of this historical confrontation are etched into the pages of military textbooks, a testament to the lasting influence of this often-overlooked battle.